Welcome to Beer Hole. My name is Big Wave Dave. I'm joined live as always by Doug, Young Money Fresh, and Xander Hicks. Sipping on some sort of orange concoction. I, I don't even want to know what it is. I, it's I Master's it's, Week, goddammit. I bet it's like a freshly squeezed uh, grapefruit orange juice or something. You got some vodka in there? Mezcal. Mezcal. And, and, and is it mezcal and orange juice, or is that an orange glass? It is, a, it is an orange It is an orange based juice. It's Doug was actually pretty close. It's some like combination of like orange, citrus, lime. There's a lot going on in this juice. Pineapple. Not my favorite. Pineapple. Well, there might be a, touch a, of pineapple. A, a citrusy mezcal. It's a Wednesday evening on the East Coast. Uh, we are mere hours away from teeing off at Augusta, and we're going to dive deep, deep, deep in this week's pod. Into the into the I mean, caverns. honestly, the, the biggest story in America right now has to be uh, we're over the Will Smith slap. We've moved past Louis C.K. winning his Grammy, even though he's been canceled. We are fully, fully on to Tiger Eldrick Woods and, and whether he will be teeing it up tomorrow morning. All signs point to yes. But before oh, we is. dive into the Masters coverage, um, we, we skipped last week because who gives a fuck about the Valero Texas Open? Um Doug, why don't you tell us what you were doing? Uh, you had a wacky weekend. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've talked about before, I've been playing dartball uh, for the first time uh, this year. It's a six-month season, and the kind of the crescendo is state in Green Bay, uh, where they have multiple classes, 64 teams in each class. Uh, you know, you lose your first game in the loser's bracket, you win your first in the winners, and it's single elimination from there on out. Um and, you know, it, you're, we rented Airbnb for two days up in Green Bay. Um, you know, night one, we get up there, a couple guys' birthdays, uh, kind of riding high, ready for the weekend. And we go to this, uh, this bar where they had like a beer pong tournament for everyone, which I didn't know about until after it had started. Probably yeah, started. right. You didn't there know about, about it? What's that? You didn't know about it? No, we get there and they're like, oh, yeah, we're doing a beer pong tournament with everyone <clears> in the fucking field, basically. And so Extreme FOMO from Young Fresh. Oh my God. I get there and I'm like, are there any late entries? They're like, well, we're already in like the starting the final four. So you're kind of SOL this year. But um after that, uh, me and the boys decide to head to the gentleman's club oval office uh in Green Bay. Ah, sure. Um great name for a gentleman's club. <laughs> <laughs> uh and it was a scene. Uh you know, I haven't been to a gentleman's club in a little bit, uh, but they kind of had a rotating cast of young women who went on the main stage. And on the main stage, there was this 30-foot pole that went from, you know, the ceiling to the stage. Uh, a lot of these talented young ladies would climb to the top of the pole and go firing down, sliding down, and land in a split at the bottom. Wow. Um, it, was, it was very impressive. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised they don't have like, you could hear their like legs, like kind of like burning down the, the pole as they went down. They're dedicated to the craft. Sounds like some wholesome, uh, family fun entertainment. Yeah. 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 We had, uh, one, a couple group of guys got a little, a VIP table near the stage, uh, and a couple of us, you know, got a couple seats right around the stage. Um, it's, it delivered, uh, to say the least. I, um, there, I got really uh, intrigued by probably the most beautiful woman there. Um, you know, and uh, Ooh, intrigued. Spent some quality time with her. 
Um, and then funded some education for the young lady. Yes, yes, yes. You know, we had a riveting conversation, um, you know, talked about her life choices and things like that. Um, you paid her a lot of money. Well, you know, it, it was, it was, it was a transaction. It, it was well. value delivered on each side. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so I figured why not help this young girl out? Um, <laughs> But yeah, and uh, it was the the tournament was at the Oneida Casino in Green Bay. Um, so Saturday, yeah, lost the first game. Then we really kind of bounced back and won our next two to make it to Sunday. Um, hmm. So you know that that was kind of the goal. Our first year was there. That, so Saturday like, night, back to the gentlemen's club. No, we did not. We uh, <laughs> ended up going out to uh, one of the bars in Green Bay. The bars in Green Bay are actually a fucking scene. Um, the one we went to, I had a DJ uh you know a dance floor was packed to the walls with people um but yeah and then sunday our first match was at 9 a.m the boys showed up a little worse for the wear after uh kind of a two-day bender weekend and uh got bounced right away sunday morning i I just want everyone to picture what i'm picturing and that's doug hitting a walk-off triple in in this third losers bracket game and the stakes are so high. It is the ability to stay at a $59 a night days in in Green Bay one more evening to make it to Sunday for their 9 a.m. bout. Uh, it was honestly so we had uh, abruptly uh, lost. We, yeah, we had nine of us staying at this Airbnb, which is actually a pretty nice Airbnb. You know, had a kind of a fully a nice garage and everything like that was like had a cool like setup, like posts up in there. And it was $74 each for the entry to the tournament and two nights at this Airbnb in Green Bay. So what a time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's funny you say that Dave, because you know, you play best of three uh, for each match. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh my and, God. And uh, I ended up in the third game of the, on Saturday, I ended up having two of the three RBIs we, uh, we had to win the game. So there I did go. come ready to play uh, that last game, but uh, Sunday stuff. morning was a little bit different. Uh, we did not score a run in both of our games. It was pretty ugly out there. Hey, you hate to see it. But, hey, you, you made it to Sunday. You got that Saturday night. That's, now I'm also picturing – did you guys hear uh, hear the story about Ezra Miller who plays The Flash? He's been, like, vacationing in Hawaii for a month, and he has now been kicked out of, like, all future Warner Brothers projects because he went to a bar one night and threatened to kill someone who was uh, playing karaoke or singing karaoke. Oh and then he took a violent swing at someone who was playing darts. So I'm just thinking of like an unhinged actor stumbling up to Doug and friends while they're playing darts. Um, Doug, congratulations. But but yeah, it was uh, the, also too like the the people who are on the teams here. You know how we say golf is like anybody's game. You know, you, you got like your Shane Lowry's playing. You got your Tigers, kind of any build. Some of these teams, they were just old time geezers. Like, of course, 60, sixty to eighty years old. Like these guys have been playing it for decades. This game. Um, and so, yeah, you kind of get anybody and everybody who's playing in this tournament. Probably some absolute units. Too. Oh, buddy. <laughs> this is the highlight of their year. Like, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, kids, yeah. we're not going on spring break. I we got the die. finals up in Green Bay for fucking dark ball. <laughs> Doug, Doug is a walking meme of, like, the, the be more blank you can't. Be more Wisconsin. Goes to spends his weekend at a dart ball tournament. In fucking Green Bay, Wisconsin. At, at, at Oneida, Oneida Casino. At Oneida Casino, too. Uh, at the Oneida Casino. Well, well congrats on, on making it to the state finals, Doug. Um, 
sad that your season came to such a disreputable close on a Sunday morning, but uh, we're glad to have you back on the pod. Al, um, what did you get into this weekend? Hang out in any Indian casinos playing darts? <laughs> it wasn't as wild and woolly of a weekend as Doug had, but um, I'll say this. What is wild and woolly is trying to play golf in the upper Midwest in April. Um, the boys and I had made a reservation a tea time, uh, for Sunday and it, it looked good. Uh, but as the days approached the weather, it became more diseased basically. Um, so it, we were hoping we could get in without, you know, getting any pre-sip, but it was, it turned into like, it, what was like a 40 degree and sunny day turned into like 32 degrees and full on snow the last mm. three holes. Um, and let me tell you, like when it's like 32 degrees and like driving sleep and rain and then snow for like, you know, the last, like, I don't know, two hours a year round, it becomes really tough. Like I swear to you, this car, this course is very easy, but it felt like it was playing like 8,500 yards. Like the ball was not traveling. We were freezing. At one point the snow was accumulating on the green around us. And I'm like, holy shit. Like you can't really do much golf in, in April in, in Minnesota. I'll just say that. I think the weather's going to break pretty quick here. Uh, I don't think it's this Dude. weekend, but next weekend, it sounds like it. Shit. Well, oh, sorry. My, I cut out. Um, I can hear you fine. Is my internet all right, guys? I can hear you fine. Yeah, fine. Okay. Don't worry about um, it. You're golden. Um, but wait, so, so yeah, because Doug, like this is, this is my first spring back. This is your second spring back. Like, right. Um, yeah. it, it, like, is this a really bad, like, it feels like, it feels like it should be nice by now. Or am I like just insane? Uh, uh, you, you're, 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 you're right. It does feel like it's getting a little later here. The, uh, the weather hasn't really kind of turned yet. I mean, we had that, that taste of a week, I think in March, mid March. Yes. Um, and then it's kind of reared. So, you know, it's a, it, it always happens brutal. every year, though, where you get that little taste, and then all of a sudden it's fucking cold again. And like, yeah, because it was snowed up in Green Bay on Saturday too. Uh, I think you're misremembering. I, I think until you get to like May fifteenth, the Midwest is a fucking wild card. I, I honestly think April. I think 15th, you're right. April fifteenth, we're gonna have mid fifties, sixties. We're gonna get some nice weather. Well, well I hope. I hope. My well, God, Al, I, I hope you boy, you and the boys are playing lift and replace. I, I haven't oh, putted on a snowy green in a while, but. Uh, you know, it, it's fun to get out there regardless, even if you're in brutal conditions. I'm sure the beers were flowing just fine. But the, the, the driving sleet can't be good on the, the ball flight of, of your uh, of your shots. Um, I was also in the upper Midwest this weekend. I put baby Henry on his first flight, dropped him off at my parents' house in Indianapolis, took one of their cars, drove up to Milwaukee for an Elton John concert. Um, had a blast. The, Elton John has been on his farewell Yellow Brick Road tour for like, three and a half years now and he's delayed this specific concert in milwaukee like four times um, my buddy had a couple extra tickets so ann and i flew out to the midwest to pay our respects to sir elton and uh my god does he put on a show he's still got it um he plays the piano great he st still sounds great and then at the end of the show when he walks when he stands up to like take his bow and like walk off the stage you realize how fucking old this guy is so he was at the top of my list of uh aging musicians that i want to see before uh it's too late and i was happy to strike that from the list um now i think mccartney's my number one but uh milwaukee can't say enough about that town 
we went to like a Milwaukee Bucks bar for the show called Uncle Uncle Bucks, I think, ah. and just got absolutely shit kicked on like high noons and vodka yeah, red bulls. It was a real throwback night. So I was uh, I was in pretty rough shape on Sunday, and then Monday I had to fly back to Los Angeles with a baby at six o'clock in the morning, which was Jeez. not a ton of fun. But I have recovered now, and uh, we are moving on to Augusta. Um, before. We just dive into the Masters for the rest of this pod. We would be remiss if we just didn't mention the winner of last week's uh, Valero Texas Open. Guy, guy by the name of J.J. Spahn. Um, looks exactly like our buddy Tom Shires, but just happens to be of the Filipino variety. This guy had all but lost his tour card. Uh, somehow went down and got a T2 at the Corn Ferry Finals to regain his card for this year. Was 240 in the world before this win is now up to 103. He was 476 at the end of 2020. COVID gave him another year. Was 291 at the end of 2021. And like we said, with his 173rd finish, he was able to go back to the Corn Ferry Finals and get his card for this year. Uh, has never been inside the top 100 in the world, but now this motherfucker's playing Augusta. So congrats to JJ. Um, I guess that's that, that's really like the, the only think of note that comes from this tournament every year, the one before the Masters. But uh, yeah. this guy's now locked up on tour for the next two and a half years. So good for him. Way to go, JJ. Nice job, I just JJ. like he looks like Tom. Yeah, I like he looks like uh, Tom too. All right, without further ado, let, let's dive straight in. It uh, As we mentioned, it's, it's Wednesday. My it's Wednesday God. evening. The Masters. Hold on. Dave, I'm sorry. I, I, I hate to do this. But did, did you look at your text on the team that beat Doug in the – Dart ball championship. No, it was the no. lead eight. We lost the lead eight. Oh, um, that guy is that guy is more comorbidities than most hospitals, and is literally hooked up to oxygen. He wasn't <laughs> actually. He was he was their scorekeeper. But yeah, oh, <laughs> you lost to these guys. I'm telling you, oh, they got consolation second class C. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. We 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 lost in the lead eight, and then they won another game, and then lost in the final. So well, this has got to be the Instagram post or something to this <laughs> episode. These guys have to be like in some sort of armed militia that are t- trying to contest the 2020 election still. We, I, we are looking at a group of 10 gentlemen uh, in their late 60s to mid 80s, yeah. all white, all with a body mass index of about 42, <laughs> uh, ill-fitting shirts on, on many of them. And, and yes, as, as Al mentioned, uh, the scorekeeper is confined to a wheelchair and is hooked to an oxygen tank. These guys look uh, pretty happy to be there. Um, <laughs> I, I cannot imagine the type of, you know, I've always wondered the type of characters Doug's running around with in Kenosha playing fucking darts. And now we know. Now oh, we know. No. <laughs> wow. L- luckily, luckily, that is not the makeup of my team. But, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, those are the guys. I mean, that's the, that's the, the funniest thing I've ever the, seen. They've got the team we beat to get there was not much different. Let's put I can't imagine these guys won anything. Them. They've got a banner in front of them that, that has annual Wisconsin Dartball State Tournament, but uh, they've written down on pieces of paper 82nd and tied it to the front and the year 2022 and uh, <laughs> fucking taped it. 82nd angle, though? How insane is that? That it's 82 years they've been doing this. Yeah, I mean, some of these guys were probably around for the fucking inaugural one. <laughs> 1940. 1940 it started. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm certain that some of these guys served in, in World War II, if not Vietnam. They're, they definitely all served in Nam. 
yeah. this this is the funniest shit ever thank you for sharing this doug yeah. anyway we can we can move on to the masters but yeah. my well, god let's, let's move on to the masters speaking yeah. of old guys uh tiger is back um tiger tiger woods uh you know people have been tracking this for a couple of weeks um some internet sleuths uh first saw that there was a private jet going from from tiger's hometown of uh west palm beach to uh up to up to Augusta a couple of weeks ago, and we knew he was playing some practice rounds. Then uh, a Monday, they interview him, and he says he's going to give it a go. And, and now, the more information we're getting, the more it sounds like he, he's definitely going to take it up tomorrow. In, in case unless something drastic happens, he's one hundred percent playing. Okay, he's got a he's got a tea time. It's confirmed. he's got a tea he, time. He confirmed it. He yeah. confirmed it. They've asked him, "Do you think you can win?" And legit, his answer was, "I do." And yeah. it was next question. Yeah, he, he's, he's been playing practice rounds with Freddie Couples and Justin Thomas, played nine holes today. So, no, I mean, I, I know he's playing, but in case he wakes up tomorrow and something drastic is happening, I mean, w- what we're going to talk about a little more is, is the weather. So we've had torrential thunderstorms happening um, in, in Augusta this week. Uh, the practice was canceled yesterday. The par three contest was halted today. And the rest of the week, it's going to be unseasonably cold. So we know Tiger's had his back issues in the past and has said that he he really doesn't like playing in the cold weather because it, it takes him longer to warm up. Some of those muscles and bones lock up a little bit. But barring uh, a significant setback, he will at least tee off tomorrow. So Tiger is back. And before we go any further, I just want to get a quick barometer on – what do you think is a feasible outcome for Tiger this week? Obviously, uh, we know that he said that he thinks he can win. Um, would it be success for Tiger in our eyes if he makes the cut this week? Do we just want him to not withdraw halfway through? What are we looking for out of Tiggy? Uh, well, I don't think he'd be playing if he's going to withdraw halfway through. Um, and my thing is, is if he makes the cut, I feel like that's a successful weekend for uh, El Tigre. I agree. I, but I also think I think that he will make the cut. I do like, too. The only the only thing that slightly worries me, Dave, is what you said. It's like if it's really kind of if it's it's you know it's going to be unseasonably cold. Like, is it going to affect his back and his you know he's getting up there and he's gotten a lot of fucking injuries. Like maybe that affects him a little bit. But I don't know. He knows his way around Augusta Augusta better than anyone. So I I think he makes the cut. Um, I don't know. All reports seem to be pretty bullish on how he's looking and hitting the ball. Don't you guys agree? That's all I see is like these ball flights of his drive, just fucking striping it, striping it left and right. And, you know, I've also heard like (laughs) the reason he's like playing this week is because this is where he feels most safe. Uh, You know, it's at Augusta. Um, It's a very like protected environment. Um, And it kind of, you know, because why would he come back at Augusta? Why would this be his first tournament back? And, like, that's the reason why right. is that – and, you know, it just – I don't think – he's not playing if he doesn't think he's going to be competitive. This isn't – like, Tiger's not that guy, you know. He's coming out there to win every week he plays. And, obviously, we know it's all about majors at this point. So, I think he he has a chance – to win would be insane, but I think he has every chance to kind of be competitive this week. Yeah. He's throwing a lunch money on him? I think there's no reason not to. Yeah, he, he's sporting the foot joys this week, uh, like a real old man. But, uh, you know, the problem with him now, it, it's been his back in the past, but now it's obviously the surgically rep- repaired ankle that was obliterated in a, ca- in a crash 
just over a year ago. So Tiger has said it's not necessarily the, the playing golf that he has to contend with. It's walking 18 holes four days right. in a row. Now, he did get a little lucky with the, the early late. So he goes off early tomorrow and sure, that wasn't- uh, then he will play late on Friday. So that gives him a little more time to to recover. But but really, you know, other than his ankle, uh, you know, he, he says he, he's feeling good. So it'll be fun tracking him um, tomorrow morning. Uh, now, to, to make the cut, people should remember there's a limited field, but also a limited cut. Uh, it's top 50 in ties. So Tigers should make the cut with remembering that some of the guys in the field are your fucking J.J. Spawns, Larry Mize, you know, like these Bernie old timers who are teeing it up just for the hell of it. Also, too, it's uh, only 91 players in this event. So more than half the players make the cut. Yeah, I mean, if, if you yeah. think that there will be like, you know, 10 guys tied for 49, that means that 59, 59 out of 90 are, are making the cut. So two thirds. So can Tiger play better than a third of the people out there? The, the best player of all time? Um, you know, with some slightly limiting circumstances on his body, I, I think we would have to say yes. Uh, there is, it's about even odds whether he misses the cut or makes the cut. And um, there's plus money if you take him to shoot a 72 or better tomorrow. So if you think he goes out and shoots par, you can make some cash tomorrow. Might be a quick, might be a quick uh, profit there. Big time there quick go. profit. All right, so let's talk. Uh, let's go to Doug and talk a little bit about these mega groups. I mean, as we mentioned, this is the most exclusive tournament in golf, um, and, and you know, one of the most jacked fields of, of the year, old timers notwithstanding. Uh, talk us through uh, some of these groups that we're going to be looking at Thursday, Friday, Doug. Uh, so yeah, the mega groups. Oops, I mean mega groups for this week. Um, we have Tiger, Louis, and Young Jacko, Joaquin Neiman. Um, I that's a fun little group there. I like Tiger and Louie. I think Joaquin's a lot of dominant, but then we got Bryson, Cam Smith, and Casey. Uh, Bryson, I not making the cut. No, I don't, I don't think there's any way he makes it. He's, he's a fucking broken machine right now. Like no. he's so injured. So I just don't think, I don't think he's a hot pick this week. Then we got Hideki, JT and James Pyatt. James Pyatt's like the big uh, amateur. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before we move on to the next, like, how about uh, Young Deck's menu for the Champions Dinner? Incredible stuff. Like, is, is that the best ever? Elite. I mean, I, I was looking back at some of the menus, and I think Hideki is one of the top of all time. One of the worst of all time was DJ. Bubba Watson. He won it twice, and he went with chicken and mashed potatoes. What That's about like what I have on a Tuesday when I'm feeling lazy. When did you right. have, like, pigs in a blanket or something? Oh God! Yeah, Hideki. and like, yeah, I, man, yeah. There's some lazy ones. I, yeah, Hideki's was fucking dope. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, hell yeah. Spieth, Spieth was like on cloud nine. He was like, I'm gonna get taken out of here on a stretcher after I, I, I had like seconds and thirds of this fucking meal. Yeah, yeah. Un- unfortunately, I think the the champions dinner will be the highlight of Hideki's week. I'm extremely bearish on him following a uh, injury related WD. I mean, I think I, I think it was more so to get ready for this week, but yeah. Um, then we got Adam Scott, Scotty Shuffler, and Tony Finau in the next That's group. That's a good one. Very interesting group. Very. And, and we'll talk more about it later, but has Tiger coming back and, and kind of this whole kerfuffle with Phil completely taken the spotlight off of Scotty Shuffler, who's got three wins in like the past 
nine weeks, yeah. just became world number one, and there's not a soul alive fucking talking about him. Well, I mean, I feel like Tiger playing this week has taken all media attention. You yeah. know, yeah. It, it, maybe it benefits some of these guys, maybe it doesn't, but. I mean, a, a guy like Scotty Scheffler, who is hotter than hot, number one in the world. Like, I watched his presser, and they were asking him the most boring fucking questions because they didn't care. No one's like, no one's thinking about him as a winner. They were asking, like, hey, Scotty, we don't know much about you. What do you like to do? And he's like, ah, oh, shit, I like to hang out. Me and my wife play board games. And they're like, all right, you're, you're done. Tiger, what's up? I mean, this guy would have so much scrutiny on him. Guys like Scotty, Rory, Jordan are really dodging, like, Colin. an enormous media bullet this week just by the return of LT Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then next we got DJ, Billy, and Colin. Uh, another fun little group there. Another group where no one's talking about like a potential winner coming out of there. And all three of those guys are white hot. I love DJ this week. Um, a lot of people love Colin. I love DJ. Uh, we got Willie Z, Cantlay, and Rom. Another group of full of guys that could go out there and win it. Yep. I mean, Willie Z finished second last year. Uh, yep. Rom has four top 10 finishes in a row. Like, uh, then we got Spieth, Vic, and Xander. And then finally, we got Matthew Fitzpatrick, Brooks, and Roarbucks, Roy McElroy in the final uh, group there. So, wow. yeah, just based on those nine groups or whatever it is, like it's heavy hitter after heavy hitter. You know, the only one mm -hmm. who's kind of forgettable is the top amateur, James Pyatt, but it's yeah. they got to throw him in one of these groups, you know. Look, you just named 24 guys, and I, I think 20 of them could easily win. Yeah. You know, like, would yeah. you be shocked? If Billy Horschel won the, the Masters? No. No? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> the Masters is – you never know. Like, I don't know. Ooh, yeah, and, and like – and, and Cam Smith is another guy who, who – Oh, dude, players, I love – I would have been – fucked off and played on his boat for two weeks. I would have if, – if he didn't win the players, I would be all in picking him this week. Um, yeah. Just that he won the players, so I'm a little hesitant if someone won the players in the Masters back-to-back. -back. Right. Um, but still, like – he loves this track. He plays well here. Uh, so, yeah, it's I love all those guys. And, That's and like, Rom's another guy. Rom yeah. just lost the world number one. So maybe there's a little pressure off of him. Hasn't uh, legitimately won a tournament in uh, since the, the U.S. Open, although he, he had two wins kind of stolen from him. Um, it, it'll be interesting to, to see how he bounces back this week. All right. Now, we uh, – we are bringing back one of our fabled segments for, for this tournament because, you know, March Madness is over. Basketball, hockey winding down. We need something to gamble on, Douglas. So let's let's get let's dive into a full edition of Chasing It Corner and uh, and we'll see if we can make some money this week for this segment. Um, Doug, you'll give your bets and how you're leaning, and then uh, Al and I, when we feel inclined, we'll, we'll jump in and give some supporting analysis on these. So. Start us off with your first Tiger bets. Uh, so, yeah, like these are some of my favorite bets. You know, these are all courtesy of FanDuel, um, hopefully one of our future sponsors. Mm. Um, so I have Tiger to make the cut at minus 108, um, basically even odds. Uh, it, it's just, wouldn't it be fun to root for Tiger to make the cut and then win some money on top of it? That's enough right there for me. Yeah. Um, and, I th and, I, and I think you'll make the cut. I right. do too. And I, I actually think you bet. will. So it's not like you're throwing like – Money down the shitter, you know, it's like you're actually a bet yeah. that you can win. And, and, uh, and for those dickheads out there that are wondering what the odds are the other way, it, it's about the same. I, I think it's minus 112. 
Well, usually, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's like minus one ten is a standard bet for like any spread each way. So that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's it right there. So if you want to be the asshole uh, that, that roots against Tiger this week, first off, fuck you. Turn this podcast off. Suck but uh, it, the odds, the odds are similar. Um, All right, Doug, what's next? Then, next, I have any four of these five golfers to finish in the top twenty, including ties. So that's Cam Smith, DJ, Rory, Victor Hovland, and Patrick Cantlay at plus 108. So a top 20 finish is not like that insane. If you're going to have only say 50 guys make the cut, that means you have to finish better than half the guys that make the cut basically. So, and these are all big names. Like I honestly think DJ for sure, Cam for sure. I, I, I think all five could. So, yeah, you know, you just got to get 80% of these guys to make the cut and you make some money and it's positive yeah. odds too. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think out of this list, you know, DJ can be a little feast or famine. Rory the same. Although he's been so good here, like his last few iterations, you know. I, I would bet my left nut that Victor Hovland uh, finishes top 20. His best finisher, I think, is 18th, though. So he's kind of the one that you're not really sure about. But next, uh, any player to shoot all four rounds in the 60s, mm. I have plus 500. So. Huh. It's it, honestly, I think there's usually like one or two guys every year who do it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it could be 69, 69, 69, 69, which they would yeah. finish at 12 under. Yeah, that's so, definitely feasible. Yeah, yeah, it just depends on what you think the weather's going to be this week. That's like the thing, like, are they expecting the weather to? Well, they were, they were expecting the par three to be a little uh, fucked up by the weather today, right? But like, like sometimes, like, weather can be a boon for the players or sometimes it can really fuck with the players. Like I feel like if those conditions are softer. Scores might be lower as long as the conditions aren't too shitty. It's like, I right. think when wind's always the big thing, as long as there's not right. like wind, these guys should be able to score. It, right. it is going to be windy, but they were drawing allusions to the November masters um, Interesting. when talking about the weather. Which so is where the, scores were insanely low. That's true. Right. That was um, the DJ yeah. score was insanely low. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the Camp Smith and some guy were at like 18 under though. Okay. That's true. Um, then uh, my other one is Rom top 10 finish plus 110. He has four top 10 finishes in a row at this event. So, I mean, if you're a betting man, that seems pretty good if you're getting positive odds on that bet. Yeah. Uh, number two player in the world. Uh, hasn't, he, hasn't he finished in the top 10 the past four times? That's what I just said. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I wasn't. Um, you're you're yeah. cutting out, or maybe oh. I'm not listening to you. You're probably not listening. That that sounds all par for the course. Uh, <laughs> top top former Masters winner, DJ at plus two twenty. Um, it's the best odds. I just re- I really like DJ this week. I honestly think he has a really good chance of winning. Um, you know, he f- played really well at the the match play. Played really played really well at the players like. His game's really coming around right now, and after being a little bit of a scuttlebutt uh, for a while there, so I think DJ has a really good chance of winning. Uh, and then also, you know, if he's a top five finish, maybe he's the top four Masters winner. So, there you my go. top Great Britain and Ireland player Shane Lowry at plus five fifty. The best odds for this are Rory, but I like Lowry the way he's been playing. He's a gamer in the big events. Um, I kind of like Lowry here, especially at plus five fifty. What What are the odds on Fitz? Uh, I closed People that. Tab, um, but I uh, let's get producer Mike on it while we're doing this, and maybe okay, very good. Well, but also it's interesting. Like it, I just feel like 
in cold, shitty weather, like Eileen Lowry too. So, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. and then um, the next one is top Euro. I like Rom at plus three ten. Uh, that's your best odds. I just really like Rom this week. Uh, and plus three ten be the top Euro. I think is really good. And then the final one is Tiger round one score seventy two or better plus two seventy. Wow. So all Tiger has to do is shoot one under par, and you win that bet. Uh, I think that's a pretty fun one to root for, too. No, no. You, he's got to sc- shoot even, and you oh, win yeah. that Oh, yeah. two or better. So, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, fucking three to one nearly. So that's that's pretty good. Yeah, okay, you know, that's, that's, are, you that's know, all the top bets right there. Listen to Doug, folks, if you want to make some coin betting on some golf. Do you guys, uh, do you guys remember what Tiger's thing. last nine holes – on tour were they were at Augusta and he shot a bogey five birdies uh two pars and a 10 so it was uh it, it was really interesting on one of the par threes he, he literally went seven over uh, three balls in a row into the water but then he finished with I think five birdies in a row so uh so so producer it's Mike- unlikely that Tiger's gonna repeat and, and go full Sergio full tin cup. I like that bet a lot for him to shoot even par tomorrow. Love so, it. so producer Mike just got in my ear about the Fitzpatrick odds for top Euro yep. and it's a Good. plus 1000. So 10 to one. Okay. It, that, that's a little that, tasty too. That's tasty. But no, I, I, I like your logic for Lowry because he, he is one of those guys who seems to uh, thrive in, in shitty conditions. You know, he, he, he won, um in LA one year when when we had a weather delay he won the the British Open when there was some uh some some uh weird weather with the wind and the cold so anytime that like he's one of those guys that can get in the trenches and muck it up right so like if if there's chaos uh look for Lowry to climb to the top yeah Uh, okay and I want and also too you know if, if Dave if you like your uh top European fits you could do him for top GB in Ireland at plus 600 so there you go. Top GB in Ireland. Top player from the British Isles at plus 600. Good so, shit. Uh, I'm going to tell you this, this little thing I did next was uh, we can kind of just do, you know, kind of around the horn uh, little thing here where it's like top 10 in the world and where they're going to finish. So yeah. we each have to give for each guy, but you know, we start mm-hmm. with one of us and then just kind of go down the line. So this is the top 10 in the world right now. And we're going to say where they would finish. Uh, I like it. Week. So I love it. Yeah, so I think uh, let's start with uh, with you, Dave, with Scotty Scheffler. World number one, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, I think he comes out and plays his game this week. He's a tremendous ball striker. He's a very good putter, and he has very few holes in his game, and that, that will set him up here, uh, uh, set him up well here, sorry. Uh, I do not think he wins, but I think he finishes comfortably within the top five. What about you guys? Wow. I think I don't think he wins because I I sold it because if he wins he'll be on like a tiger esque run and I just don't know that that's humanly possible. Um, I think he's probably top twenty. I, I think he does fine, but like I mean, it's some like if he sustains this and, and and contends to win, I'll be like Jesus Christ, he's the next coming. So uh, I'm gonna just say top twenty. I think he's been playing too good of golf right now to be only top twenty. I'm saying top ten. I think it's on the verge of top five so like a sixth place finish for him this week but yeah, he's going to be making noise up there one of the days you know whether yeah. that he goes low on friday 
um, and is near the top and then falls back a little bit which was on Saturday to get back up to the top. Like there's one day where you're like, holy shit, Scotty is like in contention. Yeah, very good. All right, let's go on to number two and start with Doug. Uh, he was world number one for a fair amount of time, but he's just been bumped down to number two. That's uh, out of Spain, John Rahm. Uh, so not to step on my pick later in the pod, but I got Rom to win it. Uh, I think Rom is kind of a big, like a big game hunter now, you know, similar to Brooks. Uh, and so I like Rom to go out there and win this thing this week. Uh, I think he's a little pissed off. You know, he's a competitive guy, but losing world number one. And what a way to get it back than getting your green jacket. Yep. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, with this guy, it's it's not if, it's when. Um, so it could easily happen this week. Um, I picked him last year, and I think he, like, backdoored, like, a top five or a top ten with a 65 on Sunday. So, um uh, I, I'm not, he's not my pick to win it, but he's going to be right there. He's top five for sure. Okay. Um, John Rahm, what do we know about this guy? Tremendous uh, driver of the golf ball, uh, can scramble pretty well, good on approach. What's he been doing poorly this season? Putting. Uh, he, he famously would caught on a hot mic at the American Express saying, uh, what is this, a putting contest or something along those lines. <laughs> um, you are not rewarded for poor putting at Augusta nor are you rewarded for driving uh, into the rough. He's a long hitter, but, but he's not always accurate. Um, I know he's had success here before, and I think he gets another top 10, but I think the flat stick does him in, and, and I think he finishes around sixth or seventh. All right. Okay. Yeah, all right. Uh, world number three, guy who's been fairly quiet recently, but is an extremely hot pick this week. Um, won the last major on the calendar. Uh, the British Open, one Colin Morikawa out of La Cunata, Flint Ridge. Al, where do you have Colin finishing this week? You know, I know there's a lot of buzz around Colin, and I'm very high on Colin. And I know he's going for his, what, third major? Uh, but I don't know. I, 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 can I just say I've got cold feet on him? I'm doing yeah. some some outright wins with uh, Walrus Enterprises. Um and we 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 had him as one of our guys, and and we got cold feet on him. So so I think he probably makes the cut, but I, I think he has a forgettable finish. Quite honestly, I like that, Doug. Let's go to you. Uh so Colin is a very very popular name this week. Um, I mean, I got him as top three. Uh, he's going to be in it. I just don't think this is his year quite yet to go out there and get his green jacket. I mean, we've said this before about him, and he's kind of proved the doubters wrong time and time again. Um, I mean, he had that great finish at the Jenny, a little backdoor second place. Um, it's it's tough to be against this guy in any big tournament. It really, it is. really is. It is. He just shows up for the big ones. But I don't see him winning this week. I see a top three. Okay. I, I am like Alex on this. I, I think that he, he's won two majors in, in eight attempts, and, and that's incredible. Winning this week would be three and nine, which would be even better. Uh, I think Colin's a, a tremendous young player, and, and I, I love rooting for him. But I, I don't think his game is in a place right now where he can seriously contend to win this week. Um, I, I think he's going to have a, a rather forgettable tournament as well uh, and finish <laughs> somewhere in the top 20. Um, he will probably win a Masters uh, during his career. He's still young, but I don't think it's going to be this year. Um, okay, I'll, I'll I, kick I, things I, off I with, with Vic uh, because I think I, I'm the highest on him. 
This guy's been nosing around leaderboards all, all, all year. Uh, he is sniffing. He is also, you know, a, a very strong contender for top Euro this week. Um, I, I think Vic finishes in the top 15. Uh, he's always had like one piece of his game not working in some of these uh, tournaments that he's been contending in. And, and a lot of times it's been either his, his approach or his, uh, or his uh, flat stick. And, and once again, like putting is everything here. That, that's how you, you've had winners like Sergio and Patrick Reed in the past. And, and Tiger, when he was on his tear back in the day, he was putting lights out. If you cannot figure out these greens, you're going to be in for a rough week. And, and that's all there is to it. Um, yeah. Vic is, again, a young, exciting player and we love. But uh, it takes a lot of experience to, to win here most of the time. Um, I think the, the last rookie to win at Augusta was Fuzzy Zeller in 1979. So that's over 40 years ago. Not that Vic's uh, a rookie here, but, uh, you know, I, I think the average – uh, times it takes you to win Augusta is about six and a half. So look to look to Victor to get his green jacket in, uh, you know, three years or so, uh, not coming this year. What do you guys think? Doug, let's start with you. I got Vic top 20. I just don't think he's uh, ready for this tournament yet. Uh, like you said, it's just, I just have him on top 20. I'm going to leave it at that. I just don't really think he's made a guy making noise this week. Okay. Al? Yeah, I, I think he's a little bit more top five, top ten for me. Like, I, I think there's a point where where maybe he goes low on a Friday, or maybe he goes low on a on a Thursday, and and we're chatting about him. But I like you said, Dave. I think I think he needs a couple more rounds under his belt here to 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 sort of put it all together. So very good. Yeah. All right, let let's lead off with Doug for Patrick Cantley. Uh, so yeah, he was white hot. Uh, kind of start the year. I feel like he's fizzled off a little bit. I think that fizzle is going to carry over to this week. I got Cantley in the top 20, um, maybe even top 25. I'm just not a big – I'm not bullish on him. Uh, and he's like I, – I, I just don't see him winning this week. I can't picture Cantley being the green jacket put on and kind of being really? near contention. You know, it's just – it's a feel thing for this. It's like it's just something I can't visualize right now. See, I'm I'm completely opposite. Like I actually have him as my, my winner this week. Um, I, I, I actually can totally see him doing it. Like, I think he's had some mild success here, but like he's had, when he's tournament Steve one, he's sort of like been doing all right, doing all right. And then boom, he gets white hot. So I, I'm not necessarily concerned about him. Maybe not being white hot right now. I think he can turn that on. I don't know. He's a great putter. He, a great iron player like i don't know i i could see him winning at augusta and maybe if it's not this year i think it's soon but um i i i actually think he could actually win this week so patrick cantley uh came in at 18 on the power rankings this week on on, on pga tour.com and for uh, a top five player in the world i think that really tells you all, all you need to know about him this week he is his game is set up uh, to, to not not play poorly, right? And and th this week to win at Augusta, unless it's a Zach Johnson situation in 2007 where the it gets so sloppy out there that, that he can exploit um, some advantages. I, I just I, I think you're going to have to get to to 16, 17 under to win this week, and I just don't see Patrick Cantley's game lining up that way. Not to say huh. that. It, it, not to say that in um, 
And some of those uh, smaller tournaments, he can't go insanely low because he can. He ha- he's, he's got a great pedigree. He's, he's been, you know, he's found success at, at every level of golf, even dating back to when he was an amateur. And, and he's one of the best players in the world that doesn't have a major to his name yet. But I, I, I do not think he's best. Are you, are you waffling now, uh, Hicks, on your pick here? Not, no, no, not really. Like, I, I, I think he can make birdies in bunches. Like, I, I actually kind of like, like, I think he, I think he's a great putter. He can, he's, he's great at saving par, but I also think he's a guy who can go really low too. I, I think, I think that's a good fancy golf name, birdies in bunches. Birdies in bunches. Here, here's his form, Patrick Cantley's form. He went solo nine at the Amex. He had a chance to win uh, Pebble before having a, a pretty forgettable mm-hmm. Sunday round. Um, he played pretty well at, at the Phoenix Open. He played bad at the Jenny. He got cut at the players, and we haven't seen him since. Um, if I were going to do a super hot take and have one of these guys missing the cut, I would go with Cantley. However, I don't think any of these guys are going to miss the cut. So I'm going to say that Patrick makes the cut and finishes in the 30s. All right. All right. Uh, Al, let's go to you with, uh, speaking of the players, the, the current champion, young Cameron Smith. I, look, I don't know. I, I, I like Cam. Cam's form is great. Uh, he clearly has had some success here. He's kind of found his groove the last couple of times here at Augusta. Um, like we said, he was – um, right behind DJ. Um, I think he, I think he's probably top five, top 10. Um, I just like, just numbers wise, I, I can't see it being a players and a masters back to back. I just think that that's, that's a lot. That's, um, so that's, that's where that's my, my head's at too. Uh, um, I like cam top five this week, but to win both seems like a tall order to me. Um, yeah. I mean, I see, I he's going to be competitive. Well, I think it just takes a lot to go out there and win both of those tournaments. Um, yeah, I, I, I got him as top five. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with both of you guys. I mean, we saw how emotional he was after winning the players. He talked about not even really care that he won. He wanted to hang out with his mom and his sister. We know he stepped away from the match play. Didn't play last week. He's been he's been fishing. He's been hanging out on his boat, cranking cans, spending time with his family, and that's great. Um, but I don't know if he has the killer mentality. <laughs> this go around to win the tournament. I, I think uh, top five would be generous for him. I, I'm thinking he's a top 20, but um, look, he's having a great year already. And I wouldn't be shocked if he does better than that. I just don't know if, uh, if, if he's 100% focused on winning this golf tournament right now. And that's okay. He's a young guy and, and uh, he'll have his time in the sun, but, but not this week. All right. Um, we'll, we'll come back to me for Justin Thomas. One of the most interesting names in the field uh, Justin Thomas was expected to be uh, have a breakout season, be the big man on campus, and, and really start building some momentum early in the season. It hasn't happened. Uh, he has not won since uh, the players last year. He looked like he was going to make a run at the Valspar, and frankly, he just didn't. Um, but he's been practicing with Tiger all week. The, his game sets up perfectly for this course. Uh, if there's uh, if there's pressure on anyone in this field outside of Tiger, I, I would say it's split between Justin Thomas and Rory. And I think JT's really feeling the heat. I think he does his best, but it's not enough. And he comes up, which <coughs> is an eighth place. 
I like I like JT for a, a top five, top three finish here. I love JT this week. Um, I think he's ready for another major. He's only won the yeah. PGA uh, that one year. Uh, he won the players last year. Hasn't won since then. Um, I really think JT flew in with Tiger last week on his private jet with Charlie Woods. I think JT's got a little bit of the moxie rubbing off on him. I really, really love JT this week. I think he could honestly win it, um, but I'm going to go with him top three. But he's on my short list for picks uh, for one and done. Beautiful. Alex? I'm kind of right with you. Um, it's twofold. Like, I really think he's due, and he kind of needs a win. Like, he needs another major win, I think. Like, I think that would be really big for him. Um, but I also wonder if he's feeling a little bit of pressure. Like, like you know, it's been a little bit of a t- better, been a little bit of time since he's been like super dominant. So um, I think he's right there. But I, and I think he could get it done, and I would like to see it. But he's going to have to get into like an extra gear, I think. So, so I think he's more top five. Very good. All right. Another very compelling name on, on the list for this week. I, I know a lot of you are bullish on him. Um, came up just short at the match play after going undefeated in pool play. Dustin Johnson, former champion, won here in November. And uh, notably, the, the weather this week, it might feel a bit like November at Augusta. What do you guys think about Dustin's chances this week? Uh, Al, let's start with you. Uh, I think they're pretty good. Um, I think he'll probably be very close to winning it and certainly top five, um, especially if it's shaping up to be cold and benefit the long hitters. Um, I don't know. DJ seems to know his way around this place. So very bullish on, on Dustin. I think a lot of people are. Yeah, I'm yeah. right there with you, Al. I, I, he's another guy on my short list for one and done picks. Um, I think he has a really good chance going out there and winning it this week. Um, like I said, his game's kind of peaking right now. It seems like he's rearing for another win. Uh, has kind of figured out this track. Uh, you know, we said, I think we looked at it, it like it kept building, like play a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And then finally won. And I think he had another second place finish in there. Um, or I think he finished tied for a second when Tiger won. Um, and mm. so I like, I really, really like DJ this week. <laughs> the top three here as well. Yeah. Very good. That'll make it a, a clean sweep for us. I think DJ is extremely dangerous this week. Um, I have him finishing in second. I think uh, I think you're going to get a Sunday pairing of Brooks and DJ and that Brooks is going to get a little revenge from Austin Ooh. just two weeks ago. And it's going to be electric television. You got lots of storylines. Are they buddies anymore? Are they not? Um, what actually happened at the Ryder Cup? Uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Look, Dustin Johnson, I think when he's playing uh, to the best of his ability, is untouchable by anyone on tour. I think he's the best athlete on tour. And I, I think that when his game is firing on all cylinders, he's untouchable. Um, yeah. His game has, frankly, not been firing on all cylinders as of late. I mean, he, he did have that backdoor top 10 at the players. He did uh, finish third overall at, at, uh, at the match play. But his putting has left something to be desired recently. And that is the only reason why I've not inched him over the finish line and haven't finished in second. Um, okay. And, gosh, yet another very – intriguing player uh rory mcelroy doug start us off with with what you think about roarbucks this week daddy roarbucks uh i like rory as a top 10 guy this week um you know i think it's a little bit of pressure off him going for that grand slam like he's done for the past feels like a decade now um he's been trying to capture that uh i i just don't think 
he's going to win it. I do see him being competitive, a top 10 finish, uh, collecting a paycheck, but not his year to finish that grand slam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Al. I just don't know that he even wins the grand slam anymore. It feels like he's been chasing the, it feels like that was just a story. Like yeah, you said, Doug, like a decade ago, like now I don't even care. Like it'll probably be all right. I'll, I'll give him top, top, top 15, top 20, but I don't know. That's it. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, maybe I'm just over it, but I don't have that much juice on roars. Yeah. You know, his, his form is just not where it needs to be. If we start at uh, go back to like Christmas, he finished almost DFL in a field of frankly, the best players in the world, 18th out of 20. That wasn't good. He, you know, he bounced back a, a little bit in Dubai with, with a third place finish. Um, he had a average Jenny. He, backdoor top tens at the at the api uh or not even no he, he blew up on sunday and finished t13 the players nothing valero last week you know he got cut so maybe he wasn't gunning for it last week and he was just trying to stay fresh but his form is just nowhere near where it needs to be if this was a, an average tournament i wouldn't be picking him to win and he's going against the strongest field in golf so i, I just say there's no way I think it makes the cut, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, okay. Sure. One of the more intriguing names in the field, and I'll kick this one off, Jan- Xander Shoffley. Haven't heard a ton from him since he won the gold at the Olympics. Uh, hasn't, Still hasn't won on tour in, in what feels like forever. Um, yeah. He's he's threatened a few times. Uh, was it uh, the, the U.S. Open when, when we had a chance, but – Popped the popped the ball in the the water at inopportune time. Popped a molly. Uh, I I just I have no feel for where his game is right now and what to expect. Uh, out of respect for what I know he can be, I'll say he finishes t- top twenty. But I mean, he was cut at the players. He was t twelve at the Valspar, t thirteen at at the Jenny. These are you know, decent finishes for a run-of-the-mill golfer, but but not not some guy who's top 10 in the world and should be targeting majors. Yeah, uh, he's one of the more confounding names for me because, like, he's had some really good history here, like, as of late. And, like, I don't know. It's only a matter – like, it, you put yourself in contention enough times at these places, like, eventually you're going to get it, right? But uh, I don't know. I'm – I'm a little more bullish on Xander than I think you are. I, I actually think he could potentially win it um, and probably top five for sure. Oh, wow. Okay. I, got, I got Xander like top 25. You know, he's going to make the cup, but not really make any noise at all. Mm. Uh, whole home week for Xander out there. I, I, it's just with all these other guys like that, I seem that feels like they're just ripe to win. He is not one of those guys. He kind of falls in the can't lay camp for me of what, what right. I envision for him this week. Well, there you go, gents. We've gone through our top 10, and I think we've all spoiled our picks, but uh, let's let's uh, get it official in black ink right here. Doug, who's winning the Masters this year? Johnny Rahm uh, takes it this week. The number two goes back to number one uh, with his win here at Augusta and proves, again, that he is the best player in the world. All right. Does, does he run away with it, or is it close? It's close. It's close. He's going to have to earn it, for sure. Um, but I, I just like Johnny to – play his best game and like it's he seems hyper fucking focused uh right now so i i like john yeah uh my my winner is brooks kepka people are so quick to forget that this motherfucker won four majors 
in the span of like 10 tries and all the ones he didn't win, he was like T2 or third. Um, look, he, he was cut here last year. He was two weeks off in knee surgery. Probably yeah. shouldn't have been playing. If you remember, he had to like lay down on the ground with his leg extended when he was trying to read putts because he couldn't bend his fucking knee. Um, and look, and look, he was another one of those guys that uh, could have won the Tiger year, right? Uh, he's had success at this course. He's had success at almost every major. He was sniffing around right behind Phil at the PGA last year. I think he finished top 10 in every major except the Masters last year. This is a big money guy. He shows up in, in, when the moments are the brightest. And uh, I think he wants to um, take his place back in the top 10 as he's slid out recently. So I like uh, comeback Brooks, blonde hair, green jacket. Let's go. Al, Let's go. take us home. Uh I'm, I spoiled my pick. Uh, you know, I'm going to go Cantlay. I'm going to go, I guess, I guess slightly contrarian, which is weird considering he's like the fifth ranked player in the world. Um, but I think he's, he's, he stops, he, he removes a label of best player that hasn't won a, a major and, and becomes, you know, another major champion. Um, I think he can, I think his game's good anywhere. I think he can make birdies and bunches shout out to whoever wants to take that as their fantasy one and done team name. Um, so yeah, Patrick Cantley. I I unlike Doug could definitely see him putting on a green jacket. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, we just did an hour of, of Masters content. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope everyone is going to allow themselves to crack a frosty beverage. Uh, the work from home crowd around noon tomorrow, and just really just dive in. I cannot wait to just cannot sit wait. on the couch for hours on end and watch every shot of this goddamn tournament. Shout out the Masters app. Shout out ESPN+. Plus. I am expecting a flawless broadcast. And one day, gentlemen, the three of us will take our rightful uh, podium at Augusta and, and take in one of these tournaments where they've still got $1.50 sandwiches and $4 beers. I can't fucking wait. I can't wait either. Beautiful thing. I'm well, excited. Well, folks, enjoy the tournament uh, this week. We will talk to you and recap everything next week. But until that time, God made 18 packs for a reason. We'll see you.